This is the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, episode 65. Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. Weekly motivation and language learning tips to help you become fluent in any language. Now, here's your host, Ollie Richards. Hello everyone, welcome back to the show. This is the second part of a two-part episode all about how to build a bulletproof language learning routine. If you haven't heard episode 64, please go back and listen to that first because that's going to set the scene. This episode isn't going to make so much sense unless you do that. So please go back and check out episode 64. And before we get into today, I'd like to thank the sponsors of the show, the wonderful italki, where you can get language lessons from pretty much every single language under the sun, every single mainstream language at least, and quite a lot of minority languages too. If you'd like to get a free lesson, you can go to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash free lesson. Right, so let's get into today. Now, in the last episode, I told you all about this crazy language learning routine that I've got going, uh, starting at five o'clock in the morning, and I told you about why I started doing that. Today, I'm going to try to dissect that a little bit and tell you why it works and also how you should go about, well, should, I don't like to use the word should, how you can go about trying to apply this to your own, your own learning and try to upgrade what you're doing at the moment. So I think the main thing to, to point out is that, well, the first thing to point out is that I've got this core time. And I think whatever you are trying to do at the moment, you know, whether it's to improve your reading, whether it's to, uh, to learn to speak, whatever it may be, you've got to have a core time. And however you choose to use that time, I think the most important thing is you have this, this time set aside every day. For me, it's working very well at from six to six 45 in the morning. Um, and also having these lessons in the afternoon. But you've got to make sure you've got that core time. And that's, I think, whatever else happens in your schedule, this is the non-negotiable thing. You know, you, you can't, you know, we're always looking for shortcuts in language learning. But really, unless you have the kind of minimum core time, you're not going to make progress. So you've got to find the time to do that somehow. So I'm, I'm going to take that as read and assume that that's kind of understood. And then look at how the rest of the day is working out for me. After my my morning session, I've got these two parts of the day where I walk to a cafe and back and they last about for about 15 to 20 minutes. And in that time, I'm doing some, at the moment, I'm doing some listening drills. And the, the thing to notice about this is that this could very easily be dead time. And this is, this is it's classic dead time. You know, most of us have got a commute in the morning of some kind. Most of us have um, parts of the day where we are doing something unavoidable like walking to work or, or whatever it may be. And I have certainly gone through times where I've just been daydreaming whilst I've been walking or, you know, just listening to listening to music or whatever it may be. The first thing to do for you to kind of free up this extra time in your day is to think about when your dead time is. And, you, you know, if you think about, if you kind of look over the course of the week and think about your your movements and your actions you should have a fairly clear idea of what this is so what i recommend you do to start with is to kind of pick one dead time that you have consistently you know so whether it's walking to work or or cycling around the park or going to the gym or whatever it is try to identify one piece of dead time and then introduce a rule into your into your life and say right well, when i do this i will listen i mean listening or you know if you're walking if you're walking then listening is great if you're on the train then reading is fantastic but try to link one piece of dead time throughout your day to one activity and have that as a non-negotiable commitment to your with yourself okay 
sometimes when I've had these experiences before where I, I start to do something, I start to have a routine where I do something like that. And then after a few days, I just stop doing something. You know, I do something else. It can be because maybe I get I get bored or I'm tired and, or whatever. It's really important that you make a strong commitment to yourself at this stage. So when I'm walking to this cafe at, at 6.45 in the morning, I would probably prefer to listen to some music or listen to the news or whatever. That would be easier. It would be more relaxing. Screw that, right? <laughs> this is exactly the kind of time where you've got to, you've got to up your game. You've got to say, right, I am learning this language and this is dead time that's not particularly productive for me. I'm going to use this for language learning and that's what I do. You know, you say to yourself, that's what I do. This is my commitment to myself. You can start to extend this to, throughout the rest of your day. You've probably got more batches of dead time that you that you could make better use of. But just start with one thing, all right? Just start with one one time and make that commitment to yourself. The second thing is the review slot. Okay, so at in the early evening, around, around half past six, I sit down for fifteen minutes and I review what I've learned, what I learned in the morning, and. This, I think, is I've 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 known a few people who swear by this. Um, the thing of actually not just studying once during the day, but coming back and revisiting what you've learned again, and I've found this to be very very useful. Again, it's a small time commitment; it's fifteen minutes. It could be less. It could be five, ten minutes. But the fact that you kind of come back once again and you revisit the stuff that you've been learning that morning, it gives you double the exposure. You know and it is going to be far more likely that you remember the things that you're trying to learn if you do have that second point of contact during the day where you just you are focusing, but it's a small amount of time and it's just a recap. So if you can introduce that at some point in your day, I think you'll see great results, um, certainly in terms of whatever it is you're doing, actually, whether you're just trying to learn vocabulary, whether you're trying to read something, uh, whether you are practicing listening, whatever it is, that extra point of focus contact during the day will make a huge difference to you. Um, I have to be honest, I don't do it every single day. There are some days when I get back and I have to cook or, or, or I'm just too tired or something like that. But again, I try to do it every day so that if I do have a bad day and I don't do it, it's not the end of the world. The key thing is just to try to get back to it as much as you can. And the last thing is this TV in the evening. Now, I I have a some kind of mental weakness that I've developed somehow over the years where after it gets to after sort of dinner time I that's kind of non-work time for me I just can't this is time that's meant to be for relaxing for me and I just I, I can't really bring myself to consistently do any good work and so I do kind of shut off after about sort of seven or eight in the evening and I will usually um, spend that time doing something not relaxing like watching some kind of tv in english or listen to podcasts or whatever it may be and i have made the decision to remove that from my from my daily life and instead to to do that in do that same thing that i enjoy and i love i love watching tv i don't watch much of it but i really do enjoy it and so i've made the decision to do that in cantonese instead now it's not as easy it's not quite as relaxing or fun perhaps you know, there are there's some some TV in English that I'd really love to watch. I mean, if, if they release another episode of another series of uh, Breaking Bad, you know, <laughs> trust me, I'd be there. But I've made the decision instead to focus that on Cantonese. And uh, there's a great web website called GoodDrama.net where they have oh, just hundreds and hundreds of of, Canton, of uh, Hong Kong dramas, and I can go back and find some great stuff to watch. 
And so I've made the decision to to have that as the thing that I do in the evening to relax. And again, it's a, I mean, it's fun. You know, it's hardly a punishment to sit down and watch uh, watch forty five minutes of of Hong Kong TV. But it does take a decision on my part. You know, it does take a commitment on my part to say, right, I'm not going to do that in English. I'm not going to watch Breaking Bad. I'm not going to watch Lost or whatever it may be. I'm going to do that in Cantonese. And so. I've, that's what I've been doing, and I consider this to be downtime. And I make a distinction between downtime and dead time. Okay? Dead time is when you are kind of walking to work or you're on the train, and there's really nothing else you can do. It's lost time. Downtime is actual relaxation time. We all have this, and downtime is, I think, important to identify and to label as such because you can say to yourself, right, well, uh, this is downtime, and I'm going to choose to use this as an extra. Source of language exposure. So I, I'm watching these TV, this 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 Cantonese TV. I don't care if I understand it. I don't care if there are loads of things I don't understand or, or or get. I don't care if it's over my head. Doesn't matter. The point is, it's just exposure. It's just time spent listening to the language, acclimatizing myself to the sounds. Um, it's one of those things that there might not be any real tangible benefit right away from. You know, you can't necessarily watch an episode and say, okay, I've learnt ABC. But it's the kind of thing that if you do it every day, then over time it really, really adds up. Right. So that's a kind of dissection of what's of what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. I think there are th- if you would like to try to apply some of this to your own life, I think there are three major questions you need to ask yourself. First question is, what do I need to do? And this is really the same thing as asking, well, you know, what is absolutely essential that I do in order to achieve my goals. Okay. For me personally at the moment, I need to build significantly, substantially build my vocabulary in Cantonese. Okay. So I need to spend these 45 minutes in the morning growing my vocabulary. That's what I need to do. I also need to be speaking every day if possible. If I don't do that, I'm just not serious. Okay. So that's the first question. What do you, what do you absolutely need to do? The second question is what resources do I need to do that? So in my case, I need to have some Cantonese listening material. And for that, I'm using Glossica. I'll put some links to the show note, uh, to these things in the show notes, which will be at IWillTeachYouAlanguage.com forward slash episode 65. So I need some Cantonese listening material. I also need a tutor or a teacher to talk to. And I also need to have some, some Cantonese TV that I can watch in the evening. Now, the reason this question is important is because if you don't have these materials, you can't do the study you need to do. So it's important to spend a bit of time gathering the material you need. All right. So question one was, what do I need to do? Question two was, what resources do I need? Question three is, what's going to stop me succeeding? And this is absolutely key. There's no point at all having the best language routine in the world if you just give up after a few days. How many of you guys have had that experience before of starting to do something and then for some reason it just kind of fizzles out uh, a week or so later? It's really important to identify this. So for me, the when I ask myself this question, what's going to stop me succeeding? Here's Here are my, my answers, off, basically off the top of my head, and this is what I, I determined before. The first thing that will stop me succeeding is distractions, interruptions, things that come up. That's the number one thing for me, which is why I get up at five o'clock to do these things. 
to actually get this course study done, you know. Number two is probably, the th- so the second thing that would stop me succeeding is, it sounds silly to say, but just not doing it. I know that I'm susceptible to that. I know myself, you know. I know that there's a chance I just won't do it. And so my reaction to that is to say, well, when I walk to the cafe and back every morning, I spend that time listening. That's not negotiable. I won't stick on the news. I won't listen to music. I will do these listening drills in Cantonese. And these are the two major things, okay? So it's the it's the constant interruptions and it's the laziness, if you have a want of a better term. I've identified those two things as the things that are going to trip me up. And so though I've, I've put in place some measures that, that, that stop me, that stop that happening. All right. So these are the, the three questions for you. What do I need to do? What resources do I need? And what is going to stop me succeeding? I highly recommend that you, at the end of this podcast, you take a second just to think about and consider those three questions. And if you can find a good answer to those questions, you're going to really strengthen your routine and increase your chances of succeeding. All right, so I hope that's been helpful. I'd, I'd really love for you guys, if you've got any questions about this or if you've got any uh, any comments at all, head over to the show notes and leave me a comment on the on the post. Um, I will teach you a language.com forward slash episode 65. I'm really happy to sort of... Uh, open a discussion talk about these questions it's a really hard thing to get right but also extremely powerful if you can make it happen all right so head over to the show notes uh, leave me a, a question or a comment of some kind and uh yeah let, let's let's have a discussion about it if you'd like to leave me a question for the podcast please do I've got some fantastic questions coming up you can go to i will teach forward slash ask to do that i'd also like to thank the sponsors of the show the fantastic italki who make this this crazy routine of mine possible because I can have lessons from the comfort of my own home. I've got one in about 15 minutes in Cantonese with Priscilla, who's a wonderful teacher. Uh, and so, yeah, I talk you fantastic. Get yourself a language teacher or speaking partner or informal tutor of some kind. You can get a free lesson by going to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash start speaking. Now, um, I've left, I've mentioned a bunch of resources in the episode today i mentioned uh, glossica i mentioned uh, gooddrama.net um and there is also the blog post on with a sample language routine that i mentioned in the last episode all of these things uh, go over to the show notes to check them out they're really really cool definitely worth taking a look at once again i will teach you a language.com forward slash episode 65 thanks so much for listening i hope that was useful and i'll see you back in the next episode with more of your questions take care